Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skyler Sig Daddy Sigmund, ready for another WrestleMania review, retro WrestleMania review, that is. I hope you all enjoyed uh, J.O. and I's WrestleMania 17 review from the previous episode. Had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, before I get into my, before I talk about my guest here, I wanted to address the elephant in the room. The WrestleMania 22 review that was supposed to drop last week. Well, that's going to be later due to I had a stomach bug last week and that uh, caused things to get shifted around. And uh, But that episode will be coming soon here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. And hopefully that'll be dropping next week. But let's get into my guest. I'm joined today by Kyle from the Apron Bump Podcast. And we're going to be doing a WrestleMania 28 review. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Oh, Sky Daddy. I, I'm great. Uh, I was going to call you Sky Guy, but I, couldn't, I, couldn't remember, I didn't know if I would call you Sky Guy or Sig Daddy, so I mixed them. Hey, um, I, that might, my parents <laughs> called me Sig. My, my parents called me Sky Guy when I was little, so. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. I you, figured. Yeah, you guessed. Good guess. Um, my name's Kyle. I, get, I got a lot of Kai guys in my day, so. <laughs> I, I can sympathize with you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it just hurts. It just hurts getting those nicknames, but it does. I've had a lot worse. I've had a lot worse. There's a lot of worse things to be called. So yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Well, you, this is not the only time we'll be collabing, but uh, we'll be uh, doing. Yes, uh, we'll be working together next month uh, when I come over onto your show, the Apron Bump Podcast, to talk about some 2003 Ring of Honor shows. Um, expect the unexpected and Ring of Honor, Night of the Champions. Looking forward to that, because I'm not super familiar with 2003 Ring of Honor, but I was looking at like some of the cards mm-hmm. for those, and boy, do they have some future stars on them. Dude, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going through it sequentially for the first time myself, so we're, we're going to be watching it the first time together. So, But yeah, the, just looking at the cards, you could tell they're going to be bangers of shows. So looking forward to it, for hyped, sure. Hyped up for that, but this... We're hyped up for this as well. WrestleMania 28, the tagline was once in a lifetime. We were hoping that it would be once in a lifetime, but you never know in WWE. Well, you know, in WWE, nothing's ever just once. It's always multiple times. And this one took place at a Sun Life Stadium in Miami, Florida, 78,363 apparently in attendance because you know how WWE does their allegedly, allegedly they, uh, Pack the building and uh, completely. Well, that this one, I'm pretty sure they did pack the entire stadium mm-hmm. for this one. Um, it did a 1.2 million buy rate, which was which turned out to be the most purchased wrestling event in history, and uh, that surpassed WrestleMania 23, which that show in and of itself is fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. I guess that means Maria Menudos was a draw. I know Maria. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get those celebrities in there. You got to get those celebrities. And just like WWE does now, they get all those celebrities yeah. in for uh, this year. They got to do triple the celebrities. Yeah. We, we got Logan Paul. We got Johnny Knoxville. And uh, okay. Yeah. And Pat McAfee all on the same WrestleMania. Something tells me those matches will be better than the celebrity match on this card. But I suppose we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely get into that later. Well, anything Pat McAfee does in the ring is usually oh, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, the, the more Pat McAfee, the better, as far as I'm concerned. He delivered a low-key banger with Adam Cole at that NXT uh, takeover oh, yeah. back a couple of years ago. Fantastic. For Definitely sure. recommend checking that out. Um, 
we get this thing kicked off with Lillian Garcia singing America the Beautiful. And then uh, I got to say this WrestleMania set, I underrated. Yeah. Yeah, I think like for a while, like at least to me, like the sets kind of blend together a little bit, like the late 20s and like the early 30s, because it's like eventually it's always stadiums. And to me, it's like more like the stadium rather than the set. But yeah, I was, I was a big fan of the set for sure. And the cool thing about this set was you could actually have fans behind the set. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering how like the visibility was behind it, but I guess it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's still pretty neat. Uh, Cole and Lawler on commentary. There's eight matches on the main card here. Cole and Lawler on commentary. This was during a little bit of an insufferable time on commentary with the, <laughs> with these guys. You don't like heel Michael Cole. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> At least he didn't have a match on this one. That, that was, whew. Dude, Jack yeah. Swagger in his corner. <laughs> and they alluded to that later in the show. That's oh funny. Gosh. And then a uh, video package. We get a video package highlighting The Rock and John Cena's journey to this evening. And then they also highlight Triple H and Undertaker's career in WWE. And this video package is very well done, as expected, like WWE usually does. But it, it kind of, this kind of was a a sign of things to come for the night because really this was a pretty much a three match card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that the video package would lead you to believe that there's only two matches on the card, which in reality it kind of was, but uh, yeah, I mean those two matches delivered. That's for sure. Actually there was a third match that delivered more than I thought it would. I guess maybe that's probably what you're referring to, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, kick things off with not one of those matches, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the World Heavyweight Championship match, Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan with AJ Lee in his corner. So Bryan coming into this has held the World Championship, Heavyweight Championship since cashing in Money in the Bank on the big show at uh, TLC in uh, 2011, if I'm correct. And then uh, Sheamus, he won the 2012 Royal Rumble. And I think Sheamus comes out first here. And uh, he, he's supposed to be the babyface in this situation. I don't think he really is because it didn't seem like the, by the fan reaction, it wasn't. Yeah, the, uh, the yes chants were, uh, were in full. Actually, I think, if I remember correctly, this is kind of the birth of the yes chants. I mean, it's not the first time he's done yes, 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 but it's like the first time it was like a thing. Like there were mm-hmm. signs in the crowd and it, like commentary was noting it. So it's, it's kind of the birth of the yes uh, movement, I suppose here, which is yeah, the, the early, yeah, the early portions of it. And the funny thing about this match, this happened on the pre-show the year before. Yes. It, yes. And it, it ended up what, I think it ended up in a no contest is a U.S. title match mm-hmm. ended up in a no contest and it led to a battle Royal in which I think the great Kali won. Of course he did. <laughs> great. Kali's got to win the battle Royal. We can't yeah, you go. gotta keep him strong. Got to keep him strong. <laughs> the Punjabi sure. playboy. Oh yeah, he's he's running wild. Love running that Kali. Kali mania. Man, his pants look very comfortable though. I hope they sell them somewhere. Yes, I hope so too. Um, we get the bell ringing, but uh, AJ Lee gets called up to the ring apron. Brian and the, the Lee share a kiss, and then Brian turns around like like an idiot and eats a broke kick, loses the world title just like that. Eighteen seconds, and this. Uh, well, he's dead and buried, I guess. There's, there's yeah. no recovering this Daniel Bryan fella. He, he's yeah. just ship him off to OVW or whatever. As like the uh, internet would say, he's buried, just completely buried by just, what are they doing? It's like the Kofi Kingston. This is Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar before that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kofi and Brock, they never really uh, capitalized on it, I guess. But here in this in this instance, uh, Extreme Rules, these two would have a rematch. It's like low-key one of my favorite matches from either guy. It was, it was a two out of three falls match. Um, if you or anybody listening haven't watched that match in a while or ever, I would I would suggest you check that out because that's I, a great match. I've never I've never watched that one. I, I definitely need to go and uh, find that one. And it's and uh, yeah, so it's hard to grade this match because you can't really grade it. <laughs> right. But I, I gave it a C. While this is one of the moments that ultimately led to Brian's ascension into being the biggest baby face in the company mm-hmm. and one of the biggest they'd seen in quite a while uh this was absolutely crapped on by the internet and understandably so because these two were capable of much more than what they uh were given here yeah yeah and they would eventually show that yeah it's tough to like i guess if you're just looking at it in a vacuum i mean a d or whatever mm-hmm. but when you think about like the context of like you said where daniel bryan would, would eventually elevate to Plus how this kind of led into a rematch after this. Plus, I mean, say what you want. This is a very memorable moment from like in WrestleMania history, which you can't say that about a lot of things on this show. Um, so without with all that in mind, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd give it a C. Yeah, it's just it's just disappointing. That's all it really is. But in, in, in a, looking back at hindsight, it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. which led to an even better thing two years later at WrestleMania 30. I missed I, it. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to shout out uh, sh- this this theme song by Seamus, or not by Seamus, but Seamus' theme song here. I'm a big fan of it. Oh, I yeah. It. I wish he would have brought it back. Uh, that's the one. Okay. I wish that's one theme song that I'm like, that was his original theme, I'm pretty sure, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. Lobster Heads. Lobster Heads. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that was, oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize that was the. That's a lyric. That's a is that a oh (laughs) no? It's like it's like a (laughs) it was like a running meme back in the day. It was like it's a shame. Fuck, I don't remember. Someone's gonna shame. Yeah, lobster heads. (laughs) Pretty sure that's not what they're saying. Oh my my head, it is. I I I would think that I I you know what that wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) But uh, after that, we get Team Johnny Ziggler, McIntyre, Mark Henry. What a mismatch of people. Your Miz, Jack Swagger, Vicky Guerrero, and uh, Brie Bella. A couple of these people work for AEW now. Um, yeah. I mean, the show in general is kind of, it's a lot of AEW presence. I noticed that in WrestleMania 17. Yeah. Because yeah. the opener in that one's Regal Jericho. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Yeah, a couple other guys. Yeah, and again, this show, we have Brian Danielson opening up. <laughs> we got... Uh, Oh, the, the Intercontinental title match and Come, coming ton, up ton here. Of stuff. Yeah. But they're getting ready for their match. Miz rallies them, cannot lose. We will win tonight, just like he won the main event last year. Miz did. Can't believe that, that was a, a thing. that was actually a thing at one point. Yeah. Uh, that was in, in one of the worst main events ever. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably Hogan Sid level bad. Um, David Otunga then introduces Johnny Ace. <laughs> who shows up in a white suit with a red tie. And gosh, this was also a part, this is the beginnings of an unbearable part of Raw again with uh, Johnny Ace as the uh, leader. And he ends up getting a main event during this year too. Yeah, it gets John Cena, right? And we get Big Show's 28,000th heel turn on that card. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a time. Yep. And now Johnny Ace is going to become the GM of Raw and SmackDown here tonight after that. 
though, we get Kane versus Randy Orton. You don't even remember this actually happening. I I vaguely remember it happening. I don't remember anything about like the storyline leading up to it, the match itself, who won. I didn't remember any of that. I, I remember it existed, but this was pretty much just watching it for the first time for me. Yeah, and like watching and going back and watching this, I was like, this was these guys do not fit together well at all. Yeah, it was I'll say this, it's better than I thought it would be. Yes, I'll say that. Yeah, it did get boring chance at one point. Yeah, it took a little bit to kick in. Um, but <laughs> it's funny. The commentary is like, oh, fans are still filing in. And it's like, oh, I guess they missed the world title match. Yeah, they missed the first world title match. <laughs> 18 seconds of it. Woo! Yeah. Kane Yikes. does do some exciting stuff early on in this match. He works a chin lock about I think he works a chin lock about three times. during. Love this. it. Love a good chin lock. Just a great chin lock. Eventually. After the multiple chin locks by Kane, Orton fights out, hits a swinging neck breaker for a near fall. It's very slow paced. Mm -hmm. And as I said, um, eventually Orton gets suplexed by Kane, long two count. And then, oh, it's the third. This is the third rear chin lock. Orton gets <laughs> Which out. Which chin lock was your favorite? <sighs> I don't know. It was the first one, I think. Yeah, you really had a The first one's always the best one. First one's always the best one. The sequel and the yeah. third by the third one, it's it's Godfather three. It's horrible. <laughs> Chinlock volume three. <laughs> Chinlock featuring Kane. <laughs> um, eventually, Orton gets out. Orton does his clotheslines and hits his signature power slam. Uh, Kane gets thrown in the corner. Orton hits the draping DDT, and Cole pisses me off beyond belief. Here, he calls it a freaking bulldog. Oh, did he? I didn't even catch that. Yeah, he was calling it. He like he kept like early on. He was oh, he's going for the bulldog. I'm like, this is not a bulldog, you dumbass. Call it a DDT. <laughs> what an ass. You've been you've been calling this for how long? <laughs> he, he, he literally does it every match, Cole. He does it every single match, and you can't get a freaking DDT call. I'll go right. as far to say Randy Orton. I don't think he's ever done a bulldog in his life. I guess the RKO RKO is kind of like a, a version of a it's, bulldog. I guess it's, it's a like, cut. That, well, RKO is just a cutter. It's, it's, it's an inverted bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's on technicalities here. All right, okay, I'll pull up the whiteboard. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll, do, we'll just we'll do uh we'll do goodwill hunting. Yes. The math get the math problem up, and then we'll turn it. It's like okay, inverted bulldog, Randy Orton. <laughs> we'll figure this out. All right, but uh. Eventually, Orton sees Kane laying down, goes for the pin after a drop kick by Orton mid off a mid-air clothesline attempt. That was pretty cool. That was a good spot. I, I, that was one of the best, most memorable spots of the match. Very smooth. Yep. And then Orton, as he sees Kane laying down, he's like, "Okay, should I go for the RKO? No, I'm gonna go. For, I'm gonna try to punt this dude's head off." And we're because we're in the PG era, and punting's good. Uh, Kane then catches him and hits him with the choke slam after Orton charges. Left and right's in the corner. Orton fights back, goes for another RKO. He's missed the RKO twice at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, Orton then drop kicks a charging Kane's knee. Orton charges back. Elbow to Orton. Kane sits up top. Orton hitting Kane with some big shots. Punches, goes to the second rope. I don't know what he was thinking. He's maybe thinking RKO or superplex. Kane mm -hmm. then goozles him, choke slams him off the top rope. For the finish, three count and the win at 10 minutes and 58 seconds. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, it was, you know, it's not like a barn burner and it's it's a pretty forgettable match, but 
Well, I got, it's, it's better than I expected it would be. Uh, towards the end, it got pretty fun. The crowd was into it. Um, the finish with the second rope choke slam was fun. That's not really something I expected. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of a uh, welder mask cane. Yes, me either. <laughs> but, this was uh, this was this. He was coming off the series of matches with John Cena. Yeah, that one of them being an ambulance match that main I evented that. I, that main evented elimination chamber. Yeah, that was a weird. Uh, this because this is before corporate cane, right? Yes, yeah, so this is a couple of years before that. Right. Yeah, this is at least better than that. But <laughs> outside of that, yeah, I mean they've. Uh, They've jumped the shark, as they say, with Kane here, I think. Yeah, and I gave it a, I gave it a C plus. Like you said, it, it's not the most exciting like thing, mm-hmm. but like as the finish, <clears throat> as it got to the crescendo and the finish, I thought it really did get the fans going. And uh, the second rope choke slam was a good thing to cap things off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it a B minus just because it was this, sometimes like watching a methodical match with two veterans can be f- interesting, at least to watch. And I think they kicked it in a, a fun gear towards the end. So I gave it a B minus to be generous. Uh, hey, that's fair. Very fair. Uh, then we get Santino sitting backstage with oh. some guy from Deadliest Catch. This is one of those WWE crossover segments that I, I, can they are, are they good at that? Because I, I have not found one. Is where this they the do- best <laughs> that they could have done for WrestleMania's a guy from Deadliest Catch? That nobody knows. I still don't know his name. They don't even know if they said it. I don't even. I was like sitting there I'm like. What I watched is, it yesterday. I, I was sitting there. I'm like, what's this segment? This is le- ser- legitimately might be the worst segment I've ever watched in wrestling. <laughs> this is terrible. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't understand it. I, like I, Santino makes the best of his situations most of the time, always. But um, they plug. It's a plug. Pretty much a plug for a deadliest catch. There's King mm-hmm. Crab sitting there. Probably fake ones at least. <laughs> Um, he asks if they know how to get the meat out of the crab legs. Mick Foley's in there too, as well. They all go crazy, and Ron Simmons just does his one thing and goes, Damn, which saved it, I think. Yes, Ron Simmons always doing the damn saves it. Yes, I remember, I remember him like walking around, like it was like probably what 07 2007 through this time, pretty much. He's like, it just You'll just see Ron Simmons pop up randomly backstage every yeah. once in a while. Just damn, that's it. Are we going to talk about how they uh, attempted to get the meat out of the crabs? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, uh, they had to pull out. So Santino pulled out the Cobra <sighs> and he just like, I think he like jabbed it like a bird would and Mick <laughs> pulled out Sacco and I don't know what he was doing with it. And then this other guy just drops an elbow on the, the crab and just breaks it up. And then it's just crab flying everywhere or, Whatever they imitation crab, just Pollock, just Pollock flying everywhere. It was, it was, it was just madness. This it was awful. It you was, could tell Mick Foley as he was doing it. He was like the stinks. <laughs> Mick, Mick, you gotta, Mick, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta love Mick because he is one. Of, he's one of the probably few wrestlers these days that is completely honest mm-hmm. about everything. Even even though he is like one of WWE's probably best whatever i it's kind of projects in a way mm-hmm. because he i don't know projects but he was one of their biggest superstars probably during the attitude era for sure yeah but he he doesn't shy away from criticism that's that's one thing for sure i'm wondering if he's talked about this since i mean it's been by the way we mentioned that this is this this is 2012 right the yeah. show 
Yeah. This shit's 10 years old. That's crazy. That's me. that's why I was like, I feel freaking old. I I, <laughs> I watching this. I'm like, this was 10 years ago. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's like, I think I was a I was a sophomore in high school at this point. Yeah, I was a freshman in college. I remember watching this like on my laptop in my dorm. <laughs> so, which shit, that makes me feel old. That ten years ago was college, but we won't talk about that. We yeah, we don't talk about that. We're we're we don't want to talk about our age because it just it just makes it worse and worse as we're in twenty twenty two, getting ready to see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the third time. Yeah, but, but uh, now speaking of a, we talked about AEW earlier. Wow. The only smoking mirrors. Whoa! Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I think that's the John Cena clip. Yes, that, I, I watched can... that a hundred times over and over again. <laughs> Such a good. I I don't. I think I just uh, like found it like a couple months ago. I'm like, where where has this been? I've needed this my whole entire life. <laughs> so good. Whoa! It even sound it like Cody it. Rhodes. God, it, it was uh, Cody Rhodes who may be appearing at WrestleMania. Uh, it's probably it's definitely the if WWE doesn't pull the trigger on this they're gonna be a lot of upset people oh man I, I doubt they don't do it because it's like okay you hear the fans you know what's gonna happen pretty much it, it's yeah. Rollins teasing it they did so many teases on it for uh uh on Raw like they did it the what week Kevin Owens beat him because there was like oh it's like it's a nightmare blah 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 mm-hmm. something my dreams are dashed dashed yeah I so i don't know i what's your feelings on it yeah i mean if it happens it happens i just don't have a lot of faith that he'll be a big deal for a long time no i don't either it'll be a crazy moment i mean i mean just the fact that he was the top guy he was for all intents and purposes he was the john cena of AEW, and now he's coming back to wwe allegedly um, so if that happens, it's crazy. Um, I just don't have faith in them long term with that him. No, absolutely not. But I hope, hope, hope I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe Cody is a mole, like trying to get like you know in WWE to ruin it from the inside. I don't know. He's what, what we think about that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Interesting, because he's he. There was an interview, not to get too far off topic, but there was an interview he did in 2020. He's like, I want to be EVP for life. Well, that changed pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't wait till the like full story of what happened comes out because we'll be fine to go down. Yeah, we like probably about ten years in the future we'll find out what exactly happened there with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes, which <laughs> the rise and fall of AEW, the, the rise and fall of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Douche. He's American. Well, he's, is he gonna go by the American Dream then? Coming in, comes into AEW. Oh my god, and no, uh, WWE. I mean. He's gonna he's gonna be Stardust, man. Stardust. Oh, star was it? What was the saying? It's a star that left them in the dust. Oh, <laughs> yikes! Oh my gosh! What if they just like they walk in? It's like, here, here's the suit. Put it back on, buddy. <laughs> ah, we got you. Now you can't leave. Because WWE is, does not have the best history with the Rhodeses. No, I mean, they've they, Goldust was a great character. I mean, never really got above a certain level. And Stardust was fun too, but kind of the same thing. So, and then we, we all know about Polka Dot Dusty Roads. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What, the one highlight I'll take from that, their run in WWE, uh, Cody and Dustin, Dustin's together, they had a, that Shield 
uh, shield tag team match mm-hmm. with, the, with uh, Dusty the in their corner. That was such a good match. That's one of my favorite matches ever. That is well, such a good match. It's a, like the emotion and everything involved with that, the stakes and all that. It, it, mm-hmm. Like, I just like, that's like, you know, with Meltzer star ratings, it's like you take them with a grain of salt because it's like, it's, it's if it's not in the Tokyo Dome or an AEW, it's yeah. going to be not as good. It gives like they gave it like three and a half stars. I'm like, that's four plus hey, at really? least. Yeah. He gave it three and a half. Yeah, that's one of those like if you watched it on mute, maybe, but like with how into the, like the crowd was so into it. It was such like so built. It was built so well. It's mm-hmm. like the like you said, the emotion involved is like really important, which I don't think Meltzer really takes into account with the see. I think he just looks at like how well you're doing the hammer locks. Move, moves, the, moves, moves, moves. It's all how moves. many how many pile drivers did you do? Each one adds a half a star. Like, oh, damn it, Meltzer. Yeah. But uh, here we go. We'll get finally get into the match. It's Cody Rhodes defending the Intercontinental chi- title against uh, no BS Paul White. I, well, I mean the five big stars. show. It's yeah, automatic five star here for the Intercontinental Championship. The classic white belt design. Personal favorite. It, oh yeah, it Same always here. looks good. The yeah. new Intercontinental title. It's the worst. It looks like a toy. Yes, yes. I I'd even like the honestly, if they would go back to the belt they had from what oh two from like two thousand and two thousand yeah, to the like era one. Yeah, the yeah. two thousand to like two thousand eight or nine or whatever they had it. Uh, or actually, it was like two thousand and twelve, eleven or twelve. They had that belt. I I would take that belt over this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Or, um, yeah, any of them, really. Any, <laughs> any belt other than this one, it looks it just looks bad. But uh, yeah. the lead-up to this is uh, Cody trying to embarrass Big Show. Um, and uh, Big Show, he doesn't have the greatest history at WrestleMania. Uh, Cody is called Big Show the biggest choke artist in WrestleMania history, as Michael Cole said it. I think mm-hmm. Cole said his record was 3-8 and eight at this point. And there was one on the video package. I got I gotta laugh because it's big show with the kid saying, Woo, WrestleMania! WrestleMania 17, baby. Oh, I think I think it Wait, was no, I'm sorry. 16. Was 18. It was 18. Because I just 18. recently watched I recently watched that. And it was pretty like, wow, this is big show's involvement on this show. But yeah, I think they got I think they sent they send them down at that point, I think. I think they sent him down to OVW, actually. So they might have, but this was right after that is when he joined the NWO. And <laughs> oh, he got God. This is when he was like really fat, and then I, he, I, I think then they sent him down like to lose some weight or something. Then he came back and won the WWE title. So, which which is cr- incredible to think because that 2002 timeline of the WWE title is just insane. Yeah, yeah, I saw your your tweet about it. I was like, man, because I'm kind of going through it on my podcast right now, and it's it's a weird time. It's definitely a weird time. Seven titles, seven cha- champions in ten months. Wild yeah. to think there, but uh, Cody playing the coward here. Um, he cowers his way to the outside as soon as the bell rings. This is a shorter match. Uh, Big Show's dominant early. Eventually, Cody, he actually beals Cody across the ring. Always mm. love seeing somebody get thrown that far. Uh, Keith Lees was pretty good on uh, Isaiah Cassidy. It was not, I don't know. It wasn't quite that level, but... No, you can't beat that. No, you cannot. But uh, at one point, Big Show charges, misses. Cody with a drop kick. Another one brings Cody, uh, Big Show to a knee. Um, Big Show's getting his knee and leg attacked. Uh, Cody, like, DDT's the leg of Big Show at one point, stomping away at it. Eventually, Big Show fights his way out. This match is about five minutes long. Uh, Big Show with a couple clotheslines on the comeback. Cody with big boots in the corner, heads up top, 
Cho goozles him. Hang, Cody then hangs him up top. Cody comes back in, hits the disaster kick, goes for another one. And then it was a, kind of an awkward looking spear because he almost looked like he speared Cody's nuts. Yeah, Big Show always had an awkward looking spear, <laughs> but to, to couple that with the springboard counter, yeah, it was, it looked fine, I guess. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> That's, I'll give it that. I'll give it that. Uh, one strap comes down, loads up for the big right hand, hits the weapon of mass destruction, knocks Cody out. One, two, three, game over. At mm. five minutes and 19 uh, seconds, it was, it was, I think it was an elongated squash pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Cody did get some offense in the beginning, which I was kind of surprised. Uh, did, did you bring up the stink face? Oh, yes. I forgot to bring that up. He did do the stink face to Cody. We got multiple stink faces. It was the night of the stink oh, yeah. face here this evening. It's we not we only got one here, but we got one in the Divas match later on. Actually, a double one. Yeah, this one was more of a, a stink head because he kind of just shoved his Cody's head up his own ass. Which is, <laughs> like, I'm not here to judge, but uh, it's weird <laughs> to see that in a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not real well it could have been rikishi yeah who do you think who would you rather get a stink face from rikishi or big show i think i honestly i pick rikishi as long I as I, as long as i'm in good graces with rikishi because apparently if you weren't in the good graces with rikishi it would he it would be bad because <laughs> i think he'd powder his butt beforehand yes if he, if he, if he liked you mm-hmm. which it sounds like a <laughs> Oh, I forget who said it. Somebody was like, oh, it was kind of a pleasant experience, actually. Might have been like Matt Hardy or somebody. I think, yes, it was. I listened to, I was on the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy. I listened to that. I think I heard yeah. you mention Rikishi. He's like, oh, yeah, it was good. It was a pleasant experience. It wasn't bad. I'm like, <laughs> well, okay. I, I, w- I wouldn't be afraid to take one then from Rikishi as long as I'm just not on his bad list. Right. But uh, I gave this a B minus. B minus. Show gets his WrestleMania moment, winning the IC title. It just looks weird in retrospect. But I mm-hmm. thought it had a nice little story. Limb work made sense with the smaller guy just trying to take out the limbs. But uh, I gave it a B minus because I I enjoyed it for what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. B minus. Uh, it was short, but to the point. It did what it had to do. It didn't stay too long. Uh, like you said, it had a simple story to it. It was fun. Crowd was into it. Um, it was just fun to see Cody in WWE. It kind of made me eager to see him back and see what that would be like. Well, yeah, will he be in trunks or tights? Probably tights. It's probably, yeah. He's probably going to look exactly the same, if yeah. I could guess. Yeah, I think he'll stick with the tights because, I don't know, I just don't like trunks, Cody. Yeah, he doesn't have the legs for it. No, he doesn't have the Randy Orton legs. Oh, those big juicy legs. Yeah. Big juicy, big juicy thighs. Those <laughs> hamstrings just bulging <laughs> out of there. Oh my gosh. <sighs> fluffing Vince, us up for this next match. Vince <laughs> fluffing us up. Yeah. The Divas match coming up. Puppies. Puppies. Oh, at least JR didn't, not JR, but uh, Waller didn't bring that out for this one. Oh, yeah. Surprise, he didn't. Right on the brink of it. Yep. Kelly Kelly and celebrity guest and Maria Menounos versus Beth Phoenix and Eve Torres. This was an interesting choice for a celebrity in a tag match, to yeah. say the least. Because uh, we get a video package highlighting the Divas. And I can tell you one thing. I do not miss this era one bit. I know this was necessary to get where we are now, but I really don't miss it. I got to point out something here, too. We saw EC3 in the video package. Yes, Derek Bateman. Old Derek Bateman. uh, Now he's controlling his narrative. Is he, though? I don't know what I, I, I'm not, I'm, 
at first I was on board. Okay. At first I was on board at the, at like at the beginning when he was doing that and like impact, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is interesting, but now it's just gone completely off the rails. It's weird. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I can't say I'm a big CYN fan. Don't have my season tickets to see their shows. But, yeah, I, don't, I, I definitely want to go in that room with Austin Aries, of course. Well, hey, you know what? You know what it does it consolidates all the shitty people in wrestling and puts them in one place. So yeah, it's so, so funny how Adam Sure was the one that crapped on independent wrestlers. Yeah, and now he's the and now he's an independent wrestler, pretty much. Well, he's controlling his narrative, Skyler. With the nipple ring. <laughs> he has, he has, the, you know, he has the singular nipple ring. He doesn't have both. He has one nipple ring. No, he's not, you know, he's a man. He's a man. He is a, is a man. <laughs> Just a man. Oh, man. He's a real. I gotta... There's no William Regal on this card. Oh, Unfortunately. It should be, there should be a William Regal on every card. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Here we go. We get the we get the Divas tag team match and uh, and uh, certainly happened. It's a very Divas match. Yes, and I feel super bad for Beth Phoenix during this match because she pretty much carries most of this. Uh, Maria gets it. Kelly and Eve start the match. Eventually, I forget. There's one point where Eve twerks and uh, <laughs> goes for the moon salt, and then Maria kicks Eve out of the ring. That's yeah, Maria's getting the heat segment here. She's getting beaten up. Her selling is not very good here. It looks like somebody that's been in the ring for the first time ever. Well, so the commentary brought up that Maria, I guess, like broke a rib or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess she was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, so she like broke a rib and all like also broke her foot. So I didn't know if she was still still like reeling from those injuries. Because I mean, you watch the match. I mean, she did nothing. I mean, she just kind of sat there and then did the little thing at the end. But she didn't really take any bumps at all. So it's, it seemed like they were being very ginger with him or her throughout the entire match. Yeah. And uh, eventually Maria crawls towards the corner after Maria kicks Eve out of the ring. Um, it's list the later portions of the match. Uh, Maria is crawling like incredibly slowly. Like it is well, like hurt. It's like it's like Triple H crawling to the cover on Booker T from WrestleMania 19. <laughs> oh, four minutes later. It's the SpongeBob meme. Four minutes later. And uh, then Kelly gets the hot tag, head scissors to Beth. Kelly hits a neck breaker on Beth. This is actually a pretty decent hot tag. Kelly had some good offense here. She looked shown like she'd really progressed over the last uh, few years. Um, She hits a Molly go round on Beth. That That, that was, that was really good. Uh, Eve broke it up. She's, into the turnbuckle again. Beth goes for the glam slam. Kelly counters it to some weird looking bulldog. Mm-hmm. This is actually a bulldog this time, not not yes. the bulldog <laughs> on a on a Randy Orton's DDT. But uh, mm-hmm. we get Maria tagged in. She heads up top. Beth hits her with a right. Then she presses Maria in the air. Beth Phoenix doing only what she can do. Kelly pulls her off, pulls Maria off. They push Beth into Eve on the apron, and Maria actually Maria executes a really good roll up on Beth for the win at six minutes and 22 seconds. This match was purely filler to get divas on the card. Yeah. Can't have a title match. That'd be insane. You gotta, you gotta have your, uh, your celebrities, which actually by the speed of titles, 
it was funny that Beth and Eve came out together with Eve's music, even though Beth is the champion. Oh my <laughs> so gosh. that shows you how much they value the title at this point. Oh yeah, it was. I don't even know what version of that. I remember the one. I think she had like some song called "She Looks Good to Me" or something like that. Eve yeah. did, except it's like some like super poppy version of. This. Oh, it's a banger! You guys mm-hmm. sit there and tell me it's not a good song. I don't know. Well, the, the I thought the original was a better song than this one. She looks good to me. No, I'm a big fan of the uh, the uh, the upbeat the right. boy band version of it. Well, it's okay, but. For this match, the match, I'm going to give it a uh, a D plus. Not great, but I, I, I watching Kelly Kelly's growth actually here. It was that was the mo- one of the most impressive parts. And hats off to Beth here because she carried the match for sure. And de- honestly, deserved better than this spot. I have a question, and this this is going to determine my grade or not. Do we think that Maria Menudo's pooped her pants? In this match, I saw it though. I saw something <laughs> there. There was a mark on her butt. I, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge. I'm not gonna judge. <laughs> but I'm like, I see something here. I think she crapped her pants. Possibly. I, I mean, I was trying to like, what else could it be? Is it like the mat dirty or something? Because makeup get on, did makeup get on her pants or something. You know what? That actually, that might be. It could have been like foundation. You know, somebody was doing like a some sort of move or something. That, that might have been because it wasn't like super central, so it might not have been. Wait, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it did look like she pooped her pants. So <laughs> if he shit, if she shit her pants, then I gave it a D plus. If not, a D minus. Okay. Well, the poop didn't. I don't think it was a poopy. So it's. I think I'm, I'm gonna go with the D minus. No, I guess it's a D minus. D minus. And then we get HBK with Matt Stryker backstage uh, talking about the conflicting emotions coming up, and this. Uh, end of an era hell in a cell which we which turned out to be not an end of an era really but uh something's coming to an end tonight uh he holds the power in the palm of his hands and uh then we get justin roberts announcing the attendance and jr is brought out to do commentary and jr is rocking a goatee here love it rocking the goatee and then cole he's at the broadcast booth and he's just like do i want to shake his hand or not And then Cole reluctantly shakes his hand and pretty much welcomes him to the broadcast booth. And here we go. We got the end of an era hell in a cell match. And before I get into this, we got to, before we get into this, really, uh, did you notice something weird about this WrestleMania? There was hardly any video packages. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, look at it. Not a lot of the matches had like storylines to them. I mean, I guess like, some of them did, I guess like Cody and big show did, but like, yeah, it was interesting, especially cause there's not that many matches on this card. Um, yeah. Did this match, this match had a video package though, right? No, not that I know of. Did it not? I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember having it cause they just like cut from the HBK interview to straight to the entrances. Yeah. Actually now, now that, now that you mentioned it, I don't think there was. And I, this one could have really used a video package to it too. Even though yeah. we a lot, a lot of people like if you're not a if you're not a loyal fan at that point you don't have a clue what's going on you know just you know Triple H and Undertaker but you don't know the history of this whole entire mm-hmm. situation because there's layers to it there's HBK involved his him losing at WrestleMania 25 and 26 ending his career and then we got tri- tri- Triple H and Taker from 17 then mm-hmm. the year before at 27 where he uh, didn't. Uh, 
Taker didn't walk out on his own and then leading up to this. Yeah, they like quickly alluded that to that kind of stuff. But like you said, there's so many layers. I mean, Sean has had hell in a cell matches against both these guys. And you got like DX, you got their rivalry with you know, Sean and Triple H. And you obviously got the hell in a cell and all that rivalry with Sean and Taker. Um, but I think commentary did a pretty good job at laying it out throughout the match. So oh, yeah. I wasn't too uh, bummed about that. No, I wasn't either. I just noticed that on this show. It was like, I don't yeah, remember no, it having have because WWE is usually they love the video packages. Well, they had to save time for Brodus Clay. There was okay that yeah, that's <laughs> another that's another subject we'll get to here in a few minutes because that 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 mm. irked me a little bit at mm. first. The first time I watched that didn't bother me, but now looking back on it, it's like that could have gave Ava that could have given another match time actually. Yeah, instead of this one, instead of not this one, but. The other one. We could have so, seen Maria Menudos get beat up for a little bit longer. Yeah, we could have we could have seen Cody get squashed even worse. <laughs> yeah. Or we could have added time to Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. Oh, that's ridiculous. You're, you're, that's just crazy talk. Yeah, just we can't we can't have two good wrestlers just have actually have a match Mm-mm. here. But uh here we go. Let's go, let's lay this out. Uh Triple H versus the Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as special guest referee, hell in a cell, end of an era. And uh, we get HBK out first with as the special guest official. And uh, Triple H, not very often do we see this, but he's rocking the chest hair for this one. Was he? Yes. Thought, maybe that's what was, something seemed off. Maybe that was what it was. Yes, Triple H was, well, he was also extra tan. Well, yeah, that, that goes. Yeah. Triple he's H was pretty tan, though. He's extra, extra tan for this one. But uh, yeah, a little, yeah, a little, a little longer in the oven mm-hmm. this time. But uh, we have Taker come out. He's takes takes his typical five minutes to get down to the oh yeah to the ring. He's got to he's got to milk it all for what it is. Of course, it's, he's Undertaker. Of course, he's rocking. Then he but he reveals he pulls the hood up. He reveals he's rocking the buzz cut like, like almost like a mohawk in a way. Mm-hmm. Not the one that we saw at WrestleMania 30, but uh, just just a hint for later on. That yep. we he'd have the rock the shorter hair for the uh, future. And then we get the big stare down before the cell drops. This one has a huge big fight feel, like just it feels like a big deal. We don't get a hell in a cell at WrestleMania. We haven't had a hell in a cell outside of hell in a cell in like forever. Well, there was the uh, the Saudi Arabia one. Uh, it was a crown jewel between Edge and Seth Rollins. Oh yes, that I one. Th- but other than that, yeah. Oh, actually, Taker and Shane McMahon too. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's very very rare though. To your point. Yeah. I, by the way, I I so miss the the gray cell. Yes. Oh, my goodness. God. Like I I I was like, okay, this this cell looked good. Like yeah. this cell looked super good. But uh, they they look up at the cell, and then for some reason they decide to play Metallica as the memory m- remains as it lowers. <laughs> I did not I did not understand that because I I was like I was like this was that was a bit unnecessary. It was a little cheesy, but I was like whatever. But it's uh, fine. I. You know what? The little the cheese pretty much stopped there because this was mm. probably one of the most brutal Hell in a Cell matches in the past decade. This yeah. was pushing the TVPG envelope. You know what's interesting though? I don't think they used the cell like at all in this match. They did at the beginning for a while. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but it was, it was mainly like just like a I don't know, a metaphor or not metaphorical, symbolic, I guess. Yeah, it was just caging them to inside of there. They'd have mm. they they have to settle the score. One of them comes out of there, uns- well, not unscathed. One of them comes out of there with their career pretty much intact. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if they if they survive, that's pretty much it. But uh, early on, we get we do get some cell work um, at the because uh, Taker sends Triple H to the outside early on. He sends him headfirst in the ring steps. He throws Taker headfirst into the cell. Uh, the cell the steps get involved quite a bit here. At least at one point, Triple H gets uh, his head busted open a little bit. We actually see a little bit of color in this. Blood which... and a Hell in a Cell match? That's just crazy talk. Oh, my gosh. What is this? Is this are, we in, are we in 1999 now? Or, right. Or 2004 or whatever? But, uh, yeah, they, they uh, at one point, uh, as I take her gets head first put in the cell, he whips Triple H in cell, backdrops him onto the floor, um, Chokes Triple H on the apron, pushes HBK out of the way at one point. HBK is in a bad spot this entire match. Um, then uh, Triple H gets thrown into the cell again, dropped onto the steps once again. Uh, he whips Triple H shoulder first into the steps. Complete control by Taker at this point. Triple H does mount a little bit of a comeback. Gets that face buster and uh, takes him down with the clothesline. And then Taker goes for her old school, hits it. And then uh, he sends Triple H back to the outside, grabs the ring steps, and drills. Like it, it, This is when I think Triple H gets popped open, is he gets just drilled in the face with the steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really good intensity in this match, like all throughout. Yeah. I, I, the, this felt like a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it felt like this. Okay. if Because these days with the feuds, we see Hell in a Cell doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. typically yeah. like unless it's edge rollins it makes sense mm-hmm. but that's one that's one of the few times it's actually made sense in the past decade because they've decided to stick with this hell in a cell gimmick pay-per-view yeah. during this but uh taker this does grab the steps puts him in the ring hits an apron leg drop slams t- taker's head and the steps does triple h after uh uh hits he hits a ddt uh, he sets up for the pedigree on the steps. Big backdrop off the steps. Not a spot we see very often. Liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taker, he's an und- he's undefeated, like you said, like we've all we all already know here at this point. Nineteen, you know. Um, Taker with the rights slams Triple H in the steps. Um, notice eventually, I noticed the cut on Triple H's eye. But uh, Triple H goes under the ring and grabs a couple of steel chairs. This is where the this is where the game changes here, both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. Um, chair shot to the gut, back to hit chair shot to the back of Taker, and he just he just lays in. He, these aren't like oh. light chair shots. These are he's laying in these. These are he's getting yeah. his shit in, dude. Yeah, I mean the. He, we were kind of talking about it earlier, like with the intensity of this match, like you, you felt like these guys hated each other, or at least that like they wanted to destroy each other. And like with these chair shots by Triple H and a little later by Undertaker, they, these guys were dead. They were laying it in. They knew they were at WrestleMania. They knew what this stage was. End of an era, all that shit. So, um, yeah, loved it. Yeah. And then, well, you see like right after that, well, the chairs freaking bent by that point. And you see just a bunch of bruising already on Taker's back. And Triple H, he says this multiple times during the match. You want it, you want it done, you end it. Because he he's he's, Shawn Michaels, he's yeah. telling Sean just but Sean's instant, just cover him. Dude, Sean Michaels was perfect. Uh like just his placement as the ref. 
with his history between the two guys and how he was used in the match. I forgot how like prominent of a part that he played in this match, but I thought like, that was amazing. Like without him, this match doesn't go the way it goes. It doesn't become the oh, yeah. classic that it is. But uh, then Taker says, don't stop it. Triple H just keeps yelling at him to stay down and continues to lay into him with the chairs. And um, he's still begging Triple H to stop it. He's going to end it one way or another. And he said, HBK is like, okay, I'm going to ring the bell here. I'm, and he's trying to pretty much screw Taker off. Taker waves him off. Then Triple H grabs a sledgehammer, drills him for an, a near fall, um, hits him in the spine. Triple H gets the te- sledgehammer taken away from him by HBK. Um, he's getting ready to call for the bell again, Sean is. Taker then locks in the Hell's Gate. And then Taker drop gets dropped with the sledgehammer on his head as a HBK is getting choked out. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H raises the sledgehammer once again, then gets the kicked in the dingus, eats the kick in the dingus as a <laughs> Triple H grabs the sledgehammer, loses it, grabs again, passes out. As I think, I think he locked in Hell's Gate here too. Yeah, he did. Yep. Um, then we get the the MVP running up, running off the ramp official, Charles Robinson out yes. to the ring. Big pop the, for Charles. The greatest run to uh, the greatest run to the ring I've ever seen in my life. WrestleMania 24 Edge Taker. It's probably on you. There's probably music. Somebody's probably edited it to with music behind it. Oh, I guarantee. Playing like you. the Titanic yeah. theme song. You're <laughs> here. If nobody's done that yet, I'm going to right after we Char- get finished with this. Charles Robinson running out to the ring. Taker does choke slam Triple H, but on the cover, Robinson. Counts only two. And then Taker's like, F this guy. I'm going to choke. He goozles him, choke slams him out of frustration. Here's some, this is awesome chance. Um, uh, that's, it makes perfect sense in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he goes for the tombstone, Triple H counters. And here comes probably the one of the most epic sequence with sweet sequences you'll see in professional wrestling as a, uh, Triple H counters the sweet chin, not sweet chin music, but the tombstone pile driver. He pushes him into HBK, sweet chin music. And then Triple H falls it up with the pedigree and Taker kicks out at the literal last second. Dude. And then Sean just sits in the corner shocked and he knows he kind of screwed up here. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that didn't end it. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, best false finish ever. Right there. Because you actually, like, there. that's a time, like, Triple H coming in this match, you don't really believe he's going to win. Like, we all, it's like, yeah, if it, yeah. he's not going to be the one to break the streak. But for a moment, for a brief moment, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, my God, this is over. Well, that's the beauty of wrestling. Like, you can always, like, oh, yeah, of course this guy's going to win. But if you can, you can get sucked in for, like, that split second. And that's, that's what the case here. Was. We have one of the best false finishes you'll ever see. And uh, then we get Sean trying to stop Trip Hunter from using the sledgehammer again. Sean gets pushed to the outside. Uh, Taker with a big flurry clothesline in the corner. Snake Eyes followed by a big boot. Hits the leg drop. Taker hits the tombstone on Hunter. Hunter then kicks out the last second. Nobody kicks out of the tombstone hardly ever. And yeah. he, he like cleanly kicked out of the tombstone because that doesn't like that. The one I think Edge kicked out of was like, I think the official was running down to the. I think it was Robinson running down to the ring there. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, we get uh, both men down. They're trading headbutts. Not the best idea here. Might as well. Uh, so yeah, we're 
CTE guys, let's go. <laughs> it's hard. We're already loaded up with CTE. Might yeah. as well just We've already taking a lot of chair shots to the head at this point, <laughs> but uh, they get trade some rights, take her off the ropes. There are more rights, more rights. Taker goes for a tombstone. Triple H counters and hits the second pedigree. And then Taker with another, that's another false finish as Taker kicks out again. HBK is just like, what do I do, man? Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is the part of the match where it's like, okay, what the, how is this going to end? This is a lot of false finishes here in a short amount of time. Uh, Taker, he covers. And uh, after he hits HBK, not HBK, but Triple H with just a ton of tear, chair shots, it's it's payback for earlier. Because he, Dude, these, tri- <laughs> these fucking chair shots. He like like these. I thought Triple H's were bad, and I real and I was watching Takers. I'm like, dude, he laid in so yeah. hard. Like I Triple H's chair was bent. This one was like the top of the chair was like this mm-hmm. yeah, bent yeah. over, and that that's a receipt for you. That couldn't have felt good at all. But uh, Sean's begging Taker to stop using the chair. Triple H grabs the sledgehammer again and picks himself up in the corner. He tries to use the hammer takes it from him, and then HP, Triple H uh, push Taker, DX chop. You say something, Kyle? No, no, I was just doing that. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we get the DX chop uh, arrogance, just like uh, HBK did to Undertaker at uh, WrestleMania 26, where he did the throat slash before he got mm-hmm. Tombstone. Triple H does one, act, one last act of defiance. Uh, Taker hits him with a big sledgehammer shot to his head, and then he lowers the straps, Throat slash tombstone game over one, two, three. Taker is 20 and 0 at 30 minutes and 47 seconds. Whew. That not, the only, a, uh, not the only 30 minute match we'll get that not tonight. Yeah. I'm surprised actually it was only 30 minutes. Um, I've seen a lot of Triple H matches that go a lot longer than this and were a lot worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, I mean, if there's an A, plus, I mean, it's got to be this one. Uh, just great. I mean, like I, I said, like the intensity felt like organic throughout the entire thing. Uh, you could like really feel the emotion between like all three people involved in this match, the, the history that's built in the story told too. Yeah. Yeah. With Sean, like having sympathy for both guys, um, how triple H is trying to avenge his loss from the last year. How Sean's like, Oh, is he going to, make the count on the guy that ended his career. Like we, there's so many layers to it that were just built in organically and the way it was executed with all the false finishes and the storytelling and the pacing of it. I mean, it, it was just perfect. And, and the crowd reaction was amazing. So I, I, I loved watching this match over yeah, again. It, it was fantastic. It, it, it was, it was a good mixture of professional wrestling with, it was professional wrestling mixed in with the sports entertainment drama aspect of it as well. Yeah, and so sure. and I I, I I love this match too. I gave it an A plus because the storytelling, everything was great. You can't really say a whole lot else though. It, the, that sweet chin music pedigree spot has been played multiple times since then because mm-hmm. that's the one moment you believe the streak is over. And uh, I think and some people, I, I feel like this match gets unnecessary hate too sometimes. Why is that? Ever what, what, what do people say about it? I think I think it's the over dramatic. Like Sean being overly dramatic at certain points of the match and such, yeah. and I, I don't know why. I don't know. This, this is that. I don't know. There's a few people. It's very few people that hate this match, but I think that's one of the reasons why. But I don't know. Yeah, I I, don't I know. love this match. 
I mean, it's like, it's, it's like, if you're a cut, if you're a kind of fan, who's like very like, Oh, I want to see a bunch of different moves and I want to see like chain wrestling reversals and, uh, aerial moves and all that shit. Like, I guess, but like, to me, if, if there's emotion involved, no matter what it is, like, that's what matters. That's what wrestling is. And this mm-hmm. match had that. It made you feel something. Yes. That's just like, that's the whole point of professional wrestling. You want to be entertained. Cold and rock. Stone Cold and Rock just punched each other and kicked each other for 40 minutes. And it was amazing because yes. there was emotion. <laughs> so. and, and it was just, yeah, that. And I just wish here they would have left the memories alone. <laughs> it didn't do this match again in Australia years later. Isn't it crazy that like, like these guys aren't like old. I mean, they're old, but they're not like past, you know, their expiration date here. Um, but they're definitely like in the twilight of their careers. And it's crazy that they would have a rematch like what was it, seven years later or something like that. Six or seven years later. Yeah, I think it was about six or seven years. Yeah. Even with Sean coming back and wrestling a legit match with. Kane. <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm and then you. Triple H tearing his peck about two seconds into the match. Kane's mask coming off. Sean's bald. It's a mess. <laughs> Sean got dropped on his head. We're, we're in a spot where Undertaker is the one saving grace. We're in a bad position. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good because he wasn't in the best shape at this point, that point either. But uh-uh. here he was. It was in prime form, oh, uh, yeah. A plus grade, and uh, I, and they had a great moment on the on the on the top of the ramp, which was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. And that was it, like one thing. Sorry, I cut you off. You're good. Um, one thing I noticed about the show is that every match had its opportunity to, to breathe afterwards, even like the lower, like the Divas match, the Intercontinental title match. There was like time after the match for like, you're able to like soak in like the victory. And it's not just like match, 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 match like it is sometimes nowadays. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that too, because there was a long, po- there was a long break between this match and the next match coming up because mm-hmm. we get a hall of fame video um, with Ron Simmons included there. They're getting in de- Ron Simmons is getting inducted along with Mill Mascaras, who doesn't have the greatest history in the world. Um, four Horsemen, Yoko Zuna. I think Four Horsemen at this time, Ric Flair was working for TNA. Yes, yes. That was one of those. I remember that situation. He had he had to get permission to do the Hall of Fame here. And they did like the trade, like Christian appeared on a TNA pay-per-view and did a promo or something. And then mm-hmm. in return, WWE got Ric Flair. I think it was Slammiversary that year. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they did just had him pretty much appear on the ramp, and that was literally it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, Yokozuna is getting inducted, Mike Tyson, and then Edge. Crazy to think 10 years later, he's back wrestling at a, yeah, at a really high level. Yeah, it was weird seeing just short hair Edge, like fresh off his retirement. So you can see like how like bummed he is to not be a part of the show. Like once um, it, yeah, his music hitting, he's just like super emotional too. Yeah. Yeah, but like like you said, crazy to where we, we are 10 years later. And uh, we get then the Fink announcing class of 2012 RIP Fink. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh Matthews, he gets interrupted by Heath Slater, of all people. Mm-hmm. And he, he it's supposed to be flow right at this point. Slater calls him Florida. <laughs> okay, I actually enjoyed this segment somewhat. No, 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 you didn't. Don't I did a what? little you continue, but there was one aspect of it that I enjoyed. I, I, Slater, I I enjoy Slater for the most part. Yeah, but but he but he uh wants to do a duet with with well Florida as he likes to call him. <laughs> but he see what they the floor, floor rider says nope, no duet. DJ nope, not even a backup dancer. And floor rider says he can hold his mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and then Flo Rida pushes him into the wall. And then, a, then we get weird appearances by Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins right after that. I'm like, I didn't even know they were both working for the company at this point. Yeah. Tyler Rex is now a woman, yes. by the way, That's... which is good for him or them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we get a uh, team Johnny, David Otunga, who is a Chris Masters ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Jack Swagger, Mark Henry and the Miz with Brie Bella doing the ring announcement, which was absolutely awful. Uh, John Laurinaitis and Vicky Guerrero ringside with Team Teddy in a tag team match, the Teddy Long Special. Booker T, King, K- Kofi Kingston on Team SmackDown, along with R Truth, Santino Morello, the Great Kali, and Zach Ryder. Then we got Oksana here with Eve Torres, Hornswoggle as the, uh, was it the cheerleader, pretty much? Mm-hmm. And Nikki Bella and Teddy Long also there at ringside. What a cast of character. <laughs> I mean, if you just get, I'm looking at the names involved. It's just, let's just get, this is like before they had a battle Royal as the mm-hmm. participation trophy. So this mm-hmm. is kind of like serves the purpose of like, let's get everybody that we can on the card. But there was actually stakes to this match as the winning GM gets to run both SmackDown and raw at this point. Yeah. And San- Santino is the team captain of raw. I mean, SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. And then I think who was the team captain of smack of, of raw? I think it was, oh, it was Otunga. They gave Otunga the team captain because, well, it was or he was Laurinaitis' little bitch, pretty much. What'd you think of Otunga's shirt? Oh, what was it? Because it was like a super weird cutoff, wasn't it? Dude, it was like as thin as you could get under oh, the. It was, like, it was like spaghetti, like pretty much, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was like a, uh, yeah, like a spaghetti strap, but like everywhere. Oh my gosh. And yeah, because they couldn't do anything better with David Otunga at this point, pretty much. And they just eventually ends up on commentary, <laughs> which he wasn't very good at, no. by the way. But uh, honestly, I'm not going to talk up too much about this match because it's a bunch of people just trying to get their stuff in at this mm-hmm. point. And Booker T takes all, takes most of the heat segment here. Um, eventually, he fights his way out, kicks to the face of Miz. Uh Henry hits a world's strongest slam. Then Kali, it's where everything just breaks down. Uh, big chop to the head by Kali. Double flapjack by Swagger and McIntyre. Uh, two drop kicks by Kofi and Truth. Ziggler taken out to the outside. Ryder is the fan favorite in this match. He gets oh, thrown. Yeah. He gets thrown out of the ring. He throws a uh, Ziggler out of the ring. Hornswoggle dives on Henry. Then Henry throws him away. He just like flings him like a sack of potatoes here. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, just just I felt bad for Horns while we just get he got thrown with no ass out of here. With, with no regard. Um, and then they all get a tope cone. Hello is Ryder, Truth, and Kingston take everyone out. Then for some reason we get Oksana and Vicky going at it. <laughs> Bella Twins there to break it up. Uh, Santino's on the apron. He's ready for the hot tag. Well, him and Ryder were probably the fan favorites in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Santino gets hits the hip toss, diving headbutt. He goes for the Cobra. Johnny, Warren I, it's not Johnny Drip Drip on the apron mm-hmm. with the distraction. He Miz goes for the attack. Santino ducks Cobra strike to Miz. Ziggler then was late on the breakup. No, it's two point nine nine. It was it was three. <laughs> it was, yeah, the crowd was really a, yeah. It was a three. It should have been a three count really there, but Ryder gets tagged in. He hits a. a crazy monkey flip on Ziggler where Ziggler he does a full like not just like he just doesn't go 180 he goes a full he has a full rotation to do a mm-hmm. belly flop that's crazy 
Then he hits a neck breaker on Miz, goes for the rough rider. Really cool spot where Miz throws Ziggler, uh, throws him into Ziggler, who, who he hits it on. Ziggler's selling is underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miz charges Ryder in the corner. Ryder gets the knees up. Even the rate, this is where this is where nothing makes sense here. He just pops up in the ring as Ryder's getting ready to do the broski boot. And uh, they do the woo, woo, woo. And uh, Miz, then it causes distraction because they call because he gets told to get out of the ring. And then Miz, mm-hmm. that gives him the window to hit the skull crushing finale. Game over, team win for Johnny. Team Johnny wins, begins the reign of terror for John Laurinaitis on Raw. 10.32 is the match time. And uh, gosh, this was certainly interesting. Interesting is a word. Yeah, I mean. The, this the ex- was there. This was there. Uh, I mean, the Axana uh, Vicky Guerrero cat fight was hot. Um, <laughs> cougar cougar action here yeah i mean back in the day we got stephanie mcmahon and trish stratus doing that at wrestlemania 17 now we got axana and vicky guerrero and with horn swoggles there it's it's weird you got like the bellas on each like facing each other on different teams um and eve like you said it was a really weird situation like why is she in the ring it felt really clunky and like wasn't, wasn't she a heel earlier and now she's with Zach. no it was the relationship so remember yeah. zach Ryder with eve and then john cena gets caught making out with her mm. and that just sends Ryder into spiral or whatever mode and then kane eventually pushes Ryder off the freaking the uh, entrance like ramp, yeah, yeah. wheelchair and everything. Ryder's having a bad few months. I don't under, I never understood this burial of Ryder. Yeah, it was still red hot, though. I mean, we got that hot tag. The crowd was with him. It was it was fun to watch. Who and who would have thought now, just before we finish off and give grades for this match, who would have thought 10 years later would Ryder would be the biggest indie star around right oh, now? Oh, God, yeah. He's such, such a different presentation now. Just funny. Um, I mean, just looking at the name, like we have WrestleMania main eventers in this match, like with Miz from the previous year, Drew McIntyre, uh, who else? I mean, Booker T was in a world title match. Jack Swagger was is in a, a few years. He was Martin one. He was in the next year. He was in a title match next year. Yeah, I mean, even you know, uh, Mark Henry becomes world champion. Great Kofi was world champion. Kofi Mania, like, it's so much like star power in this match, and what feels like a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird to think about this match in hindsight. Yeah. But uh, I gave it a, a C grade. It's like I said, it's just a bunch of people there to get a paycheck and get their stuff in. And it, it served, it, yeah. it, I said, I'll say it served its purpose as a cool down from the Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, with, uh, I thought I thought the ending stretch was kind of fun with you know, uh, Zach Ryder's hot tag and almost beating you know, getting up almost uh, who do you almost beat J- Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler was late and mm-hmm. all that stuff and the cat fight was just ridiculous. I, I gave it a C plus just because it was kind of dumb entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then we get the least shocking thing to happen of the night. Eve comes into the ring to check on Ryder mm-hmm. as Team Raw celebrates on the ramp. Ryder's just visibly frustrated. And then we get Eve kicking him in the nuts. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, man? That was that such coming. a – they fans were so shocked when that happened. Oh, man, Eve being a heel? She looks bad to me, am I right? Yeah, man. 
Uh, he's a she's a hosky, as they were saying at WrestleMania. Oh, no. I forgot about that. I think they were chanting Daniel Bryan during this match at one point. Uh, it might have been that they definitely were during the uh, Divas. Divas match. Yes, they yes. were. I forgot to say that earlier. They were chanting too, Daniel yeah. Bryan. I'm like, what is that about? Hey, yikes. Yeah. And then, oh, there, well, there's more yikes here coming up, but uh, that's here in a moment. Mm-hmm. We get A Rod and Tori Wilson shown ringside. They were dating at the time. Tori Wilson, man, has has the quite the dating record. <laughs> yeah, so does A Rod. Yeah, that's that's for sure. He dated J Lo at one time too. Mm-hmm. And then we get shown WrestleMania access, and here's the yikes part: the Be a Star campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. That's not one of the better because I remember reading Justin Roberts's book, and that was not one of the things highlighted on there. Right. <laughs> well, my, my yikes from this access thing. I don't know if you call it, it was very quick, but some guy, I guess, proposed to his girlfriend, uh, like at the autograph table with CM Punk. Like literally, he just leans over, like CM Punk's there. He's like, He's like oh, okay, we're getting married. <laughs> Punk's like, hey, we got a proposal over here. It's so funny, but whatever. Yeah, but we get, she said we, yes. Then we get Punk with Johnny Ace backstage. Johnny says he wants a wrestling match, not a brawl, because of Jericho's comments towards Punk recently. So he puts the stipulation in place as he begins his first uh, role in, begins his uh, new role. Uh, He puts stipulation that Punk can't get DQ'd or he'll lose the WWE Championship here. CM Punk versus Chris Jericho for the WWE Championship. And this is as CM Punk's in the midst of his 434-day reign with the WWE title. I actually have an episode on that reign you can find in the archives. I talk about each match from the reign and how he was kind of not treated as a main eventer during this stretch. Right. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was an interesting time. And uh, we get Jericho with the light-up jacket. We get the video package, which was an interesting spot for the video package because they showed it after Jericho's entrance. Mm-hmm. Not normally do yeah. we see that. And so Jericho's music's just sitting there playing for God knows how long as it's as they're playing this video package as Jericho brings up Punk's past, well, his father's alcohol issues, sister's substance abuse issues, and then parents' wedding that took place after his birth date. So he's a legal definition of a bastard. So Jericho was never really the man uh, like, like uh, he said he was. That's, punk, that's what Punk was saying. Mm-hmm. So he calls out Jericho's exploits on Dancing with the Stars. And then they, they kind of go back and forth on the who's the best in the world, pretty much. Jericho right. was the one that first coined the phrase, the best in the world at what I do. As when he was that kind of, what was that movie called? He Javier Bardem played it. Uh, it was like No Country for Old Men. Mm. That he right. was kind of playing this psychopath from that because he's talked very slow at that point. But Jericho at this point, he was doing that weird thing. I think when he came back, he did that thing where he just like all excited and never said anything. Right. Yeah. This is a weird period for Jericho because this is a time where he like, he really just came back to lose to people. Like, I think there was even a storyline like at SummerSlam or whatever. It was like him and Dolph Ziggler and Dolph's like, you haven't won a match since your return. And Mm -hmm. Jericho kind of left soon after that. So kind of uneventful period in his career. But But this match was pretty dang good this was yeah. this was honestly the best professional wrestling match of the night by uh, yeah. by a wide margin i think I, I really really enjoyed this match way more than i remember 
it being like it was way better than I thought it was because it, it kind of it gets stuck in between end of an era and once in a lifetime. So naturally, it's going to kind of get swept under the rug a little bit. But th- this match was fantastic. It was very it was very good. And I and I felt like the crowd didn't give it the respect that it should have gotten. Not in the beginning. No, I think eventually they did. They but. got the crowd on their side. So I remember watching this match. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, I thought that was pretty good when I first watched it, when it happened. So I was yeah. like, I thought it was pretty good. I, I didn't think it was like great, but then watching it back now, it's like, this was actually really, really, really yeah. good. But uh, we get amateur wrestling to start. That's always gets a thumbs up for me. <laughs> yep. Uh, Jericho hits the punches, gets punched in the back of the head. Uh, Jericho gets hit with the kitchen sink. And uh, Jericho just tries to piss him off beyond belief here, slaps him in the face. Mm-hmm. And then Punk just loses it in the corner, stomping him. And then Scott Armstrong, uh, he has to pull him off. Then Jericho continues to slap him once again. Uh, he does it tw- two more times, I think. Uh, beats him down in the corner. Ref get, eventually gets to a four count before Punk gets gets pulled off again. And uh, Jericho's shouting out, out, shouting at Punk, how's your father? Needed Jericho in the corner, but... Uh, Punk's just trying to keep his cool here, which is a good little storytelling element because Jericho knows if he can get him to lose it completely, he'll get disqualified yeah. and he'll win the title automatically. Yeah. So we eventually get outside of the ring after a uh, scoop slam and an elbow drop attempt that Jericho rolls outside. Punk dives and hits Jericho outside of the ring. And then Jericho says, how's your sister? <laughs> well, just like that it was some weak that, that was one thing jericho's acting was a little weird in this. It, it was strange i do love that element of the match though in the beginning where he's just jericho's not really doing any offense he's just exploiting that new stipulation to uh try to get hit, punk to get himself disqualified so yeah. yeah and then punk grabs a chair wants to swing at jericho and jericho's begging him to hit him in the head <laughs> sticking his head out yeah which is not wwe approved at that point that is definitely mm-hmm. off 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 limits uh, he, he restrains, and then moments later hits a second rope. Then Jericho actually hits a uh, second rope drop kick on him. So this is where Jericho takes the it takes advantage, and Jericho hits like almost like a jackhammer to the outside. Yeah, that was brutal. That, uh, no, From the you, apron, you don't ever see that. That's one thing. That's a spot you don't. Ever, I've not seen that probably since that then. But that's yeah. just a rough spot. To, it looks like a rough spot to take. It's teased a lot, like, oh, he's going to suplex him to the outside, but it never happens, but they did it here. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Well, it's like, the, at least it's not the, like the Kurt Angle teases the German to the outside. <laughs> yeah. And then Big Show's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a, a Jericho back in the ring with a double underhook backbreaker, which I, that's one of, that's an underrated move of his, I think. They, they, it's a classic. They, I love the double underhook backbreaker. Then so it's a lot of back work. So the fo- focus is on the back here of uh, Punk. Punk eventually mounts a comeback, hits a leg lariat, clothesline, and a neck breaker for a near fall. Hits the high knee in the corner. Jericho counters for the bull- counters the bulldog. Goes for a lion salt. Punk counters briefly. It's a really good sequence here. Then Jericho tries to grab the walls. Punk powers out. Then Jericho gets hit with a roundhouse. And this match is like flying by at this point. It, mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize how deep we were already into the match by this point. Cause this, this match goes 20 minutes and uh punk then goes for a scoop slam. He heads up top, goes for the elbow, but Jericho gets his knees up. Then Jericho hits the code breaker, but punk rolls out to the floor. 
And then he gets him back in the ring. Punk char- Punk gets charged, gets hit. He hits Jericho with the GTS, but uh, Jericho having the ring awareness gets his foot on the bottom rope. And uh, eventually Punk goes for a uh, suplex. Jericho suplexes Jericho. Actually, Jericho suplexes Punk stomach first into the ropes. And then beautiful lion salt by Jericho gets a near fall. Um, he's a, he's got the advantage at this point. Punk goes for a Frankensteiner as he heads to, as Jericho heads to the second rope. Uh, he counters. There was a beautiful counter here. Mm-hmm. Punk, so as, as Punk is trying to flip over for the uh, Frankensteiner, Jericho catches his legs and locks in the walls from there. Mm-hmm. And that was probably one of the best counters of the match. Yeah, it drops down from the second rope. It's always like, oh, that always makes my butthole pucker up a little bit. Like, <laughs> you're like a, an inch or two off. That's paralysis. But uh, yeah, he's about to get dropped as a head. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And then uh, we get Punk does get to the rope off the walls. Attempts uh, Punk knees Jericho in the head. Near knees Jericho's head into the ring post. Actually, drive. Yeah. And. Uh, Oh yeah, that was the yeah, was the high knee into the ring post. Ooh. Yeah, because it's like the classic one he does in the corner, the running high knee from mm-hmm. Punk, but he did it against the ring post, which looked pretty sick. Yeah, that, looked, that was pretty cool. And uh, but Punk then springboards back into the ring, gets caught with the code breaker, and Punk mm-hmm. does kick out the last second there. Jericho's go talking about he's about the best in the world. They then trade counters. Jericho with shots to the back of the head and back of Punk. Jericho heads up top roundhouse to the side of jericho punk then grabs for the fireman's carry he's going for the gts what from the second rope here mm-hmm. no but jericho counters and puts in a lion tamer this time he, yeah. it's, it's just not the walls this is a lion tamer with the knee in the back of the head eventually mm-hmm. he does transfer into the uh walls and he's in no man's land at this point punk's right in the middle of the ring he gets dragged back and then there's an inside cradle exchange by both Punk, which, which then Punk then transitions into an Anaconda Vice. Jericho rolls up Punk for a near fall. And then Punk relocks in, reapplies the Anaconda Vice. Jericho's fighting out, looking for the walls again. Then Punk with kicks to the Jericho's head as he's trying to apply the walls. Punk then gets the Vice. Jericho is kneeing Punk from, bottom, from the bottom position, which is a really smart move. Mm-hmm. But then Punk, he repositions it. He puts his arm, puts uh, Jericho's elbow up higher and mm-hmm. kind of repositions his hips so jericho can't knee him jericho then has no choice but to tap at 22 minutes and 23 seconds and uh what a match what a professional wrestling match this was on this show yeah like i said i mean this match i i, I did not realize how good this match was the first time i watched it is is so great um the, the even like the, the last walls of jericho it it was like such like there was like such urgency with it because I was like, wow, he's Punk's already gotten to the ropes once. He countered another one. Now he's got the lion tamer on. It's like, there's no way Punk is getting out of this. And mm-hmm. this, so there's like a really good drama there, but Punk is able to counter out um, the Anaconda Vice, the little added touch of Punk uh, adjusting his hips and to, uh, to avoid getting need from the bottom. And then you have that like, oh shit moment from Jericho. And the, mm-hmm. Like the crowd was with it too. They knew they, they were noticing what was happening and that all added to it. So it was just, uh, anybody listening, I definitely recommend watch this match over again without the added context of the other matches on this show, because this is one of the better matches I've seen from either of these guys. Yeah, it's it's really good. And I think they followed it up with a pretty good Chicago street fight the next month at uh, Extreme Rules. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Not as good. Like, I don't think it was good as this one though. Right. Yeah. You got to think these guys, they probably both have chips on their shoulders knowing that they're, this is the WWE title match and it's not the main event. So, um, but that added to it, I suppose. And, uh, yeah, great stuff. I'm going to give it an, uh, a grade. I like the story they told punk Mm -hmm. early on with like, he's trying to keep his cool psychology with uh punk's back. And, uh, I just enjoyed the, the finishing sequence was really good. The crowd wasn't into it as much until the end of it but they right. got the crowd by the end of it. But I just thought it was just a really good match. And I gave that, it an A. That's another element of it. Like the crowd didn't want to like it. Like the crowd mm. was ready for Cena and rock at this point. Uh, mm. So the crowd was like prepared to shit on it, but they, they got them with just pure, like how great the match was. So yeah, mm. I, I give it an A as well. Mm-hmm. And then we move on and we show, get a video showing, Oh, it's next year's WrestleMania happening at MetLife stadium, WrestleMania 29. And then we get shown the pilots that flew the F-15s uh then for some reason we get the we get the greatest segment in wrestlemania history funkasaurus ernest the cat miller used that during his wwe run in oh was it oh two oh three that kind of era because i think he was in the oh three rumble he was ernest unfortunately the cat, <sighs> ernest the cat miller what a but, treat yes yes Oh, didn't he say he was? I'm um, eat your eat your ass like a thing of collard greens at one point. <laughs> I think he said that. I believe you. Uh, I just have not heard of that. I but. think he said it was a WCW like 2000 thing. He. Oh, okay. Yes, that, that's I'm unfamiliar with that. I think, <laughs> but he's. I think he said I was gonna eat your ass like a pot of collard greens. I'm Is like, that like a like a threat? I guess. I mean, that would make me not want to fight somebody. <laughs> I was it was it was one of the not so smart lines it was it was not i don't know if it was sid that sid level of i have half the brain that you do <laughs> but i think it, something like something sid would say definitely um but we get the funkasaurus brodus clay with naomi and cameron here for a little yeah. dance break before the main event not like we needed anything else before the main event here as everyone was already on edge Ready for the main event here. Dude, what the hell was the point? We have a mu- literally a music performance already. So, like, why do we need this as well? I, di- I didn't know. So, he tells everyone, call your mamas, pretty much. And he calls his own mama. And Mama Clay's here. And then she's brought out with the big prosthetic booty. Wait, you're telling me that that was a fake ass? Yes, that's a fake ass. You, I, I will not believe that. That's just blasphemy in my eyes. And then there's a whole bunch of mamas out there afterwards. The yep. And then uh, somebody called my mama because they kept dancing and dancing they for sure another did. two or three minutes. And then we finally get the end of it. It's like, okay, we're finally here for the main event. All right, here All we right. go. Ready for some wrestling now. Ready for some wrestling again. It's already, this show's already long as it is. Actually, this is actually one, this is one of the last few four hour WrestleManias yeah. instead of the, uh, the marathons we got after what 30 yeah after yeah. 30 it was beginning at the beginning of the marathon wrestlemania is where it was five six then 35 my god seven hour wrestlemania that was no i'm a big fan of a one night four hour wrestlemania i don't I'm, i i don't mind the two-day idea with the three hours each but i'd rather just do one night with yeah all of it but no i agree it, it was a it's a decent idea but I, I, I yeah, like like you said, I, I agree with what 
your thoughts are. It's one night WrestleMania, four hours. It's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get the big video package for this once in a lifetime match. That's the that's the tagline for this whole entire WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Once in a lifetime. Isn't it funny that both taglines, end of an era, and once in a lifetime were just lies? They're pretty much, they were just marketing ploys. <laughs> yeah. That's WWE, one big marketing ploy. Oh, the greatest wrestling match ever. Is it? it was I guess because he told me it is, it is. Yeah, is the, and they told, like like this year, they tell you that Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns is the biggest wrestle, biggest main event in WrestleMania history or something. Mm-hmm. That's their tagline to it. I'm like, I don't buy it, guys. Yeah. If you, if Because if you're smart, if you're a smart enough fan, that you'll realize, oh, wait a minute. Look, let's look at the other main events that happened in WrestleMania history. Yeah. Okay. We've got Hogan Warrior. We've got Hogan Andre. We've got Austin Rock. Twice. Yeah. I'm just calling anything the best ever before it happens is one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard I, in my life. I hate WWE. That, that Like, WWE is does great marketing, but mm-hmm. their taglines for some of these things it's like what are you doing you are you are literally setting yourselves up for failure here like with how bad like you it's not going to live up to the expectations you're setting for it well i think one thing you're forgetting is that this upcoming wrestlemania is the most stupendous two-night wrestlemania of all time so like clearly it's going to be the greatest main event there's only three there's only this is only the third time they do a two-night we don't need to bring details into the history doesn't history doesn't matter to wwe facts are boring to me long-term storytelling is doesn't make (laughs) it doesn't make a difference Mm -hmm. we only remember what happens here and it's happened recently and uh we think roman reigns is god he is he's in god mode he is god he's in god mode i'll give him credit for that the dynamics a little bit different but i don't i just don't want to see a brock brock roman main event again (laughs) Yeah, it'll be fun for what it is, I suppose. But yeah, for me, WrestleMania, I like WrestleMania to be like the first time we've seen this match kind of thing. But, Not a third time. Yeah, but like you said, the dynamic's different. So that's I'm the only that's the only thing that it's like that's the only redeeming quality about it. And mm-hmm. this and the story's been pretty good from what I don't watch the weekly programming for WWE. I don't really either these days. Yeah, it's very hard to watch. I, I literally, before we really get into this match, it's one more little side tangent. The only reason I, I've literally turned on the last 15 minutes of Raw recently just to see if Cody shows up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason I've turned on, yeah. turned it on for the last 15 minutes. Like, all right, well, I'm just going to see if this happens here this week. Because mm-hmm. other than that, I have not watched a full episode of Raw in probably a year and a half. See, the thing is, like, I mean, I've heard Raw has been pretty good, but even like when it's good, it's like it's three hours and like a lot like things don't matter. Like things will happen and then we just forget about it a month later. So there's no (laughs) reason to to keep up with anything. We get constant rematches, too. Yeah. So it's like if I don't catch it this week, I'll catch it next week. It's going to happen again. It'll happen again. Yeah. Um, The and then I just one thing about Raw. I've watched Raw for the 15 minutes I watched Raw. I can't stand commentary. Yeah, it's just I don't like the three man dynamic. I don't like. Well, I they have. I think his name's Jimmy Smith on there. Jimmy uh-huh. Smith, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxton all together. I don't like. I don't like Jimmy. The way Jimmy Smith does play by play, it's a lot of oh oh oh. <laughs> I like his noises. I do, but he. I'm like, can he call the moves? Ah, you know, it's a big oh. 
yeah, it's, I don't know what that is. What's a big O? Yeah, if you're big, if you're blind watching this, you have no idea what's going on. That was the one thing I was like, I, I tweeted this out recently. I was like, underrated part of wrestling, calling the moves. Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought calling the moves would have been import, an important part of that? Because I noticed that very little in the Seth Rollins, uh, um, who was he facing? AJ Styles this week. Oh, For, big move. Big move. What oh, impact. My. Yeah, what impact. What bring out what a maneuver or something like that oh, classic <laughs> yes but uh here we go we get the big video package for this once in a lifetime matchup and uh tonight we are young was playing by fun which just makes me feel old now yeah, it really dated itself yes um we get a bunch of different stars and legends giving their takes on this match who needs to win more different people answer the question and then we get pictures from each person's childhood building up to this moment and i honestly i don't think the best stuff was even shown for this video package because they had a really good back and forth for this year-long storyline yeah there was no dialogue it was it was just uh music and imagery so it was there wasn't any of the back and forth shown which you know there was a lot of promos so i I get you don't want to consolidate all of it and just have a bunch of talking for your video package Mm -hmm. but you know it it was fine i think but then we get Sean Diddy Combs. Here comes the concert, baby. To a bunch of booze, by the way. Yeah, he was not very uh, welcomed there in Miami. Nobody likes P. Diddy. Nope. He brings out MGK, which is not a very, very popular guy either at this point. Mm. And, and then, well, it's, it's Miami. He gets Skylar Gray, and they play Invincible for Cena. And it's pretty much a mini concert. Then MGK describes Cena as an underdog. Cena is the underdog. No, he's the New York Yankees, as Punk describes a year before at this point. And the fans aren't buying it. Then we get Flo Rida singing Good Feeling and Wild Ones. So we get the whole spectacle as this match gets ready to happen with dancers and the whole shebang. And this one, it, it feels like the Super Bowl, pretty much. We're getting like a Super Bowl pregame show mm-hmm. before the match. I would tell you this. I, 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 I remembered this uh that this happened that the music performance i was fully prepared to fast forward through it but i was like you know what let me give it a second and then i oh no i i, I sunk into it i was like oh, okay i, I kind of dig that because i forgot you know mgk was for cena florida was for uh the rock and it was kind of fun for what it was and i like it kind of built up to the match and it made it feel like a big spectacle so mm-hmm. I, I i yeah i felt like that's why i think that was the reason why they did that but uh and WWE, like, if you think about it now, like, this match, the build-up to this match, they have not done a full year to a build, like, a full year build to a match since then. No, no, yeah, I mean, with all the injuries that happened and people getting released and all that stuff, it's it's hard to do that. And But amazingly, they were able to follow through with it in this case. Yeah, yeah and, it's, and I don't think they've been able to create something as big as this since then. They haven't no. been able to create magic like this since then because I... I I'd watch this. I'm like, they can, they have not been able to do this since 2012. Yeah, the only option today would be Rock and Roman if that were to happen. And that's like the last option they have left because they don't have enough stars that in that situation. No, they'll bring Goldberg back. <sighs> oh, please, for the love of God, no! I didn't need to. I need to, didn't need to see that that elimination chamber. That was miserable. One last ride by Goldberg. One last ride. 
Okay. And then we get the collar elbow to start. This crowd is hot for this. Dude, the the pop just from the bell ringing was... Dude, I'm up y'all, dude. I had fucking goosebumps watching. I, I'm coming into this cold, just like... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it before, and I kind of know what the buildup was. But I kind of, you know, just kind of coming into this randomly... But I was like, man, this is this is hype. I like this. This is I, I'm like, goodness gracious. When were when, I haven't seen a crowd like this since then? Like That's Kofi it. was Kofi was the closest thing, probably Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. At that point, because this crowd is completely pro rock. So Cena's playing the heel and the the winner the uh, the opposing the opposing team's home uh, stadium pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a power. Struggle at the beginning. Rock gets thrown across the ring. Then Cena throws Rock across the ring. And Cole points out on commentary, it's been nine years since The Rock has been in a singles match. You know his last singles match? Goldberg. <laughs> that match stinks, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that recently. <laughs> I I, well, I think I owned the DVD at one point. It was not very good. No, it's not. Well, it was Rock. Goldberg can't have a 15-minute match. No, 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 no. He's they would have a better match today, I bet. I, I can imagine. And then early on, we get a roll up for a near fall. We're already like I, I already made note that the crowd was just off the charts for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock hits a shoulder block. Cena hits a hip toss. Moments later, after he pops Cena with a right, he goes for a sharpshooter. Then Cena cowers out to the outside. Cena then spears Rock into the corner. Once he gets back into the ring, drives his shoulder into the Rock's gut multiple couple times. Working the midsection of the rock, Cena then grabs a bear hug from the ground. Rock gets out right hands, charges Cena, and drops him down. Actually, Cena drops down and sends Rock out of the ring uh, over the top rope. Rib first on the barricade, so Cena's in complete control here. Um, he mounts a, Rock does mount a small comeback, gets caught in the bear hug, and uh, he eventually fights out, hits the DDT for a near fall, and... Uh, Hits the jumping clothesline, spine buster. He's ready. It's people's elbows. People's elbows. How can he hit him like this? I don't know. Yeah. Hit him with the double elbows. Uh, Cena then goes for the STFE counters. Back up on their feet. Cena with the getting ready with the for the five moves of doom. Oh yeah. Shoulder blocks. And then the spinning back suplex. The five knuckle sexual shuffle. Was it sexual? I don't know. Well, it's, that's definitely a sexual thing. I mean, anything could be a sexual shuffle if you really want it to be. Five knuckle shuffle. Uh, Cena then shuffle. Yeah, this, I, I can't believe he's never changed the name to that move because that is just. I still don't know what it means, really. I mean, I guess it's sh- shuffle. You're shuffling your shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> we then we get an exchange of right hands, but uh, uh, Rock goes for one big right. And Cena counters. He he does the little taunt. He's doing the you can't see me taunt. Cena counters. Hits the AA out of nowhere for a close near fall. Cena gets Rock up. Then Rock, he hits a Rock bottom out of nowhere for a near fall. What I liked, one thing I want to point out, one thing I liked about how this match was laid out, the finishers, once they did hit those beginning finishers, it, they spread them out till later. Yeah. Like yeah, they didn't go, they didn't go, it was like the middle of the match and then they went back to him later um cena does hit a sidewalk slam not seen that from him hardly ever sixth sixth move yep uh he hits the uh hits the top rope famouser which it looked horrible like rock's horrible. neck looked like he got crunched oh yeah like horrible like at a bat yeah yeah 
he laid it in. <laughs> yeah, he did. Because he didn't like he just like normally he just like barely grazes their head with his leg. No, he was his legs were fully on rocks, back and neck. <laughs> no, this is like if you were in a street fight with somebody like for real and you wanted to do a famous around somebody, like that, that's what it would look like. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was nasty. And then uh Cena lines up for another AA rock counters. He takes Cena down and semi-locks in the sharpshooter. Rock's sharpshooter, it's like a half sharpshooter. Yeah, it's a dull shooter. It's a dull shooter. <laughs> uh, he, and then Rock hits the gets uh, after Cena gets to the rope, he gets the ground and pound, and then he gets back. He gets the sharpshooter back in again, and uh, Cena then once again gets the ropes, and then we get Rock laying Cena across the apron. That hits the back and neck a couple of times. Both men are on the outside. Rock throws Cena into the ring steps. We get back get the action back in the ring. Cena hits a really nice sunset flip over the ropes. And uh, slaps on the STF in the middle of the ring, uh, drags Rock back to the center, and he's fading, fading. Mike Kyoto, the official, the only person that could re- officiate this main event, mm-hmm. and then raises Rock's arm, drops it one, two, and then Rock, of course, keeps his hand up on the three count, claws his way to the rope, getting the breaking the hold, and then Cena runs into a Samoan drop. There, it's a double down. There's a couple. Later in the match, this is a lot. There's a lot of double downs here, mm-hmm. and uh, Rock goes for a rock bottom. Cena counts, goes for an AA. Both are countered. Rock then hits the spine buster. Finally, hits the people's elbow, but Cena somehow kicks out of oh, that God. people's elbow. Man, it's just a it's a big elbow drop, man. It's like it's Hogan's leg practically. Yeah, and he beat Hogan with it a few years ago. He beat Austin with it, but not not John Cena, not Super oh, Cena. No, no, not Cena. And then we get an inside cradle for a two count by Cena. Then double leg, slingshots, rock into the top turnbuckle, roll up for a two count. And then Cena drags rock up to his feet, drives him up into the corner, sets him up on the top turnbuckle. I thought he was going to go for an AA here, but he's going for a superplex, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, fights back, knocks Cena down. It's a diving cross body. But Cena rolls through. Dude's just freak of nature, strength-wise. Made it's it look the, easy. Yeah, made it look really easy. I, I I knew as soon as that that Rock was on the top turnbuckle, I remembered that spot specifically from the match. That's one mm-hmm. spot stick sticks out because I'm like, okay, I saw Rock on top rope. Okay, he's gonna hit the crossbody, and now Cena's gonna roll through and catch him and pick him up for the AA. He does and hits it a second time. Rock kicks out again. Rock's just feeling that hometown magic. It's giving him another. Give him another gear. The electricity. The electricity. The most electrified. Oh, my God. (laughs) Electrified. Short-circuiting over there. Yeah, I'm short-circuiting. Electrifying. Oh, my God. I can't even (laughs) say electrifying. I'm done. Electrifying. I don't know. I can't even. Time to retire here. This podcast is over after this episode. Just kidding. (laughs) But uh, Cena then looks for the five-knuckle shuffle again, but he's like, hmm. What would be better? Add some insult to injury. I'm going to go for the people's elbow. He takes off his armband. That's really actually a headband. Mm. He hits the ropes one time, hits it the second time, but Rock gets up and hits a, sec- hits a second rock bottom to catch Cena. One, two, three, game over. Rock wins 30-35. Had a long match, but man, the crowd explodes after Rock Dude. gets the win. Oh, they loved it. They, hometown boy. So, hometown boy, the U. 
you got to represent the you represent but uh cena after the match i love the way he sells it afterward he's just like despondent on the the ramp he's like i had him yep i had him and i got greedy yep i got greedy and i and i thought this match so i to give it like a kind of a comparison so like hogan rock that environment made the match Mm -hmm. the environment here made the match as well oh yeah yeah, the context of it all, like again, like if you just watched it on mute, you might be like, okay, this is a fine match. But if you turn the volume on and you just hear the energy from the crowd, you, you understand that this has been building for a year. And I mean, the, the expectations for this match were off the charts. I mean, like, like I said, building for a year, two of the biggest stars in wrestling, a legit dream match. They could have easily have like been like, oh, is an underwhelming match but in my opinion i think it lived up to all the expectations oh no it was what it should have been and it was a spectacle and the match was really good like Mm -hmm. cena gets a lot of flack cena gets a crap ton of flack for his matches but dude when he gets in a big match situation he delivers every freaking time dude yeah this is another match i don't remember this being as good as it was but mm-hmm. it was even outside of like all the the finisher spamming towards the end you had some fun like chain wrestling in the beginning like rock did the whole like he has arm and an arm wrench and then he does like rolls and does the kip up and mm-hmm. then does like a maestro cradle like he's doing some legit wrestling out there and mm-hmm. cena's like well what the hell um so they had that with like you know the aerial stuff like the leg drop from cena the crossbody from the rock they were pulling out a lot of stops and i thought mm-hmm. everything was built well like over the course of the year and throughout the night uh leading to this so it was just a perfect storm it was perfect yeah it was about as good as you can get uh i'm not gonna give it quite an a plus but it's dang near an a plus like just with yeah. everything involved i give it an a grade especially with the environment involved it just elevated this match to the next level yeah for sure yeah i would yeah i'll give it an a yeah a because I, I i don't think it's quite as good as the hell in a cell match mm-hmm. but i'll give it an a that's very good. But we got three really good wrestling matches on this show. Dude, it was like, I mean, they're like the only things really worth rewatching from this show. But those three matches were some of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. Like legitimately. Like it's like get two. I'm going to say two all timers in there with with yep. this one and uh, uh, Taker Triple H. The Punk and Jericho match is an un, kind of a hidden gem of a match because nobody yeah. really talks about it, but it is really, really good for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And each match kind of had its own. You had like the brutality of the Hell in a Cell. You had like the pure wrestling of the WWE title match, and then you just had like the the spectacle of the main event. So, and that's and that's the you described that perfectly. You couldn't have described that any better than I would have because that was kind of the where I was going with it as well with uh, mm-hmm. with the, with those three matches. I gave this actually I graded this overall and uh, I gave it this whole WrestleMania a B plus. Yeah, I think that's fair. Even like I'm, I'm looking through the card, like the 12 man match, like like a lot of the ma- other matches were kind of short. So even if they were bad, they weren't like they didn't overstay their welcome kind of thing. I would have liked to see Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus have a legit match. But otherwise, I think a B is pretty fair for, yeah. for, the, for the card in general. Yeah, it, like it, like it's just it's a three match card. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. You, you can literally skip everything else on the show and watch. Uh, just watch those three matches for what they are. 
I mean, and, that's two hours worth of a show. Those yes, three matches. So. What was it what, 60 minutes for the first 60 minutes for Triple H, uh, Triple H Taker, and what this one? That's 60 minutes, and then yeah, about an hour 20 minutes of just wrestling for those two match three matches. I mean, if you count the entrances and the video packages and the aftermath, easily hour and a half. But uh, man, th- this was a really fun show, though. Really fun show, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend going out and watching those three matches. Punk, uh, Jericho, Triple H, uh, Taker, and then Rock and Cena in the main event. Three really good WrestleMania matches uh, that, that you really would should watch during this WrestleMania season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so glad that you had me on to, uh, to cover this show because generally when I'm like, oh, I want to watch some retro stuff, like I'll go back to the Attitude Era or I'll go back to like early 2000s stuff. I don't really go back and watch a lot of stuff from this era, like the early 2010s. But um, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Um, and I was glad I was able to watch because, I, like I said, I forgot how good some of these matches were. And I was, I was glad to uh, rewatch them. And I'm glad, to ha- you, glad you could come on here because I, I really appreciate it. And it was a lot of fun talking with you uh, about this show because yeah. it, it doesn't get – I don't think this show gets talked about as often as it probably should. But uh, for the matches that it had on it, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. before we – as we wrap things up here on the show, Kyle, uh, give a little description of your podcast. Uh, tell them what, what, what's your focus on your podcast really. Yes. Um, so the Apron Bump podcast, uh, I cover uh, retro wrestling. So if you like the Sig Daddy show, uh, you'll enjoy my show as well. Um, but I cover various uh, promotions, big and small, across four different decades. So I'll, you know, I'll cover Attitude Era, WWF, but I'll also talk about uh, TNA shows, Ring of Honor shows, Progress shows, uh, the what the Monday Night Wars, all that stuff. Um, so I, 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 you know have different of uh, uh different types of shows that i cover um but it keeps me interested because it's like something new every week so uh apronbump.com for all my full episodes uh wherever you listen youtube all that stuff definitely go check him out the apron bump podcast kyle thank you so much for joining me on the show today once again um thank you for having me it's oh, been a blast it's been a ton of fun ton of fun here and you can find uh Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter at Sig Daddy Wrestle on Instagram at Sig Daddy dot Wrestle, as well as TikTok Sig Daddy Wrestle. And then you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, and then next week, next time will be WrestleMania 22 review. I'm looking back at that with the Stranger Rings podcast. And then the last episode this month for the Retro WrestleMania reviews will be WrestleMania 8. Looking back at the one WrestleMania that took place in Indianapolis, Indiana, it'll be me and J.O. doing that uh, review later on this month. Once again, Kyle, appreciate you coming on the show. Look forward to coming on the show next month, doing those classic Ring of Honor 2003 uh Looking back at those shows. Yeah, different kind of spectacle, but it will be a spectacle nonetheless. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you again. Thank you. And then, uh, well, brain fart there for a second. I'm trying to close out the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, okay. So, for Kyle, I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund saying so long, everybody. Call your mama. (laughs) 